0: Well, it's our last night together here for this month, anyway. It's been very nice. Every night we've been here g- at the gathering here, and um, it's, uh, tonight's no exception. Good turnout, despite uh, the the uh, colder weather thought it would be colder, but you're all very warm, so it's, it's worked out just fine. So in the evening, we've just been asking for questions. Does anyone have a question? I have a question. Sorry. Yeah. Thinking about how bhakti is subjective, it's already existing outside of us, more objective. Can you elaborate on
1: where the desire to serve comes from?
0: Well, uh, okay, some terms there, uh, subjective, objective, or big words that have a lot of different meanings or a lot of different instances. But uh, I guess what you're uh, kind of playing off on is, is sometimes I've said that although we're consciousness, we're kind of absorbed in, in the objective world, the material world, the matter world. and you know, We're the subject, and matter is the, is the objects that we move around and give meaning to, and so on and so forth. At the same time that that's the case, that we look at matter and give meaning to it, Krishna looks at us and gives meaning to us. So if we look down, we're like the subject. If we look up, we're kind of like an object, a conscious one. Mm-hmm. But um, but nonetheless, uh, dependent upon uh, Krishna for meaning and, and purpose, Similar, somewhat different, but similarly, in the way that matter is dependent on meaning, hmm? um, um, on us, for its meaning on us. So, when we are materially absorbed, if you will, identifying with the objective world and lost to the sense of the importance uh, of, of the I that we are, that I am, when I think I'm American instead of that I am, um, because I am American, for example, is a passing thing only, not an enduring identity. Um, When we are absorbed like that materially, then um, uh, what you're asking, if I understand correctly, given that we are materially absorbed and that bhakti is descending from... uh, the opportunity for bhakti comes through bhakti, and if bhakti makes ingress into our lives, then then we have the opportunity to pursue a relationship with Krishna. So your question is, well, what about the desire to serve? Where does it come from, right? Because I said bhakti is coming from up to down. It's a, it's it's a grace, but it seems like we have some desire to serve. Well, Prabhupada would ex- used to explain it in this way. He he used to say that the 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 dharma of a thing. Is the car its character characteristic, hmm? and so the for example the characteristic of water would be wetness. Hmm? It's its its nature. Hmm? Water is wet by nature. i us say so. That's its dharma. So then, what is the dharma of the atma, the self, the pure atma, not uh, well. And it's answered very nicely in Chaitanya Charitamrita, and I I cited this the other day, um, and gave a very just brief explanation. But the the, the statement of Krishna's goes like this: Jibher Swarup Hoy Krishna Nityadas Jibher of the Jiva, this is the um, possessor. Jibher Swarup Hoy, the the nature, the Swarup, the nature. Hmm? Here swarup means nature. Swarup is a term that uh, has uh, a number of meanings. Sometimes, when it's used, it refers to the nature of one's eternal relationship with Krishna in Leela. But that's not how it's being used in this verse. It's saying the swarup of the jiva is Jiva swarup hoy nitya Krishna das. Nitya means what? Eternal Krishna means Krishna, and Das means servant. So it is the nature of the jiva; its eternal nature, its constitution is such that it's 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 constituted to serve Krishna. Now this isn't speaking about its rasa. Hmm? Rasa means the ingress of bhakti. That's what you're asking about. Without the ingress of bhakti. Hmm? If the desire to serve comes from, does the desire to serve in the first place come from bhakti, or is there a desire to serve that precedes the ingress of bhakti? So this verse is talking about, independent of the ingress of bhakti, the nature of the jiva is to serve. It's a serving entity. It means that it's subordinate to Krishna. Hmm? It is a shakti of Krishna. It is called tatasta shakti, or jiv shakti. Tata means. Um, it means beach. It uh, it speaks about the line that demarks the water from the sand. A line that you can't put your finger on. Hmm? Can you put your finger on the line that demarks the sand from the water on the beach? No. Hmm? So, this is an interesting point because it, the point it's making about us, we are the jiva, we are the tatasta, is in, in many respects we're kind of a as far as anything meaningful, we're a product of um, the environment that we associate with. So, if we associate with the land, so to speak, let's call that the, the, the objective world, the Maya Shakti, then we become like matter. If we associate with the water, which in this case represents Krishna's internal energy that bhakti is constituted of, then we have a different kind of life altogether. Hmm? Right? So, So, but as a a a shakti of Bhagawan, like his other shaktis, we are they are all dependent upon him. Krishna is the. Please don't shine a light like that. The 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 uh, Krishna is the shaktiman. Shaktiman means like the energetic. And shakti means the energy. So you have the energetic, the generator, and the energy that it generates. We have a fire, and it is generating heat and light. Right? So heat and light are fire, and they're not fire. You can't have a fire without heat and light. Um, But we can talk about heat and light, and we can talk about fire. So we can talk about the Shakti of Bhagwan, and we can talk about Bhagwan. But the Shaktis are in a sense uh dependent that, that that means they have no separate existence from god so we have no separate existence we're a dependent entity we're a conscious uh, entity where we have some minute free will but nonetheless we're a dependent entity for example even to exercise our free will in any meaningful way we're dependent upon other circumstances in order for it to be fulfilled hmm? we could uh just like a farmer can plant seeds of his own free will, but unless there's water and sun hmm, sufficiently, there'll be no fruit, there'll be no crop. Hmm? So we have some will, but we're dependent at the same time on an overarching will of God for our will to be fulfilled. Krishna, by contrast, is such a sankalpa, so whatever he wants, it happens. When Krishna feels like friendliness, there's Balaram. Hmm? when it feels like wisdom, there's Buddha hmm? imagine if you had a feeling and you could just feel it and then a, a person would manifest it it was made out of that feeling something like that <laughs> this is the kind of an explanation of the different avatars the different emotional moments in the life of the absolute hmm? waves in the ocean of the absolute So, at any rate, our position as a dependent entity, this is what this verse says, that jiva is a dependent entity, hmm? and it portrays that dependent nature with the word das. hmm? It's a serving entity. Indeed, we find that that's what we do, whether we realize it or not. And when it says that the jiva is eternal servant of Krishna, it means that he either is serving Krishna directly hmm, through bhakti, or indirectly by serving material nature. For example, we think we're free or independent, but we actually serve our, our mind's demands often, right? You ever, you ever know that something's not good for you, but do it anyway? Anybody have a experience like that ever? I mean, <laughs> is there ever a moment you don't? That might be more accurate, but, uh, so, so we, that that mind, if you will, and this, the call of the senses. This is the call of the wild. This is the the, the natural world calling hmm, on on our attention by the movement that we've generated hmm, in, in the first place, and we are drawn to it. Hmm, sometimes even uh, uh, against our own interest. So. That's why it said uh, about uh, Rupa Goswami's verse, Vachu Vegam, Manasa Krodha Vegam, Jiva Vegam, Udurapasta uh, Vegam, Etan Veganyo Vasaheta sarva Sarvam Apibam Pritivim Sasishyat. He says there are Vachu Vegam, Manasa Vegam. Vegam, it means urge. There's the urge to speak. Vachu Vegam. Manasa, the, the urges of the mind. Krodha the urges of anger, bhajho uh, vega, manasakoda vega, jibha vega, the urge to taste, hmm? the tongue, jiva vega, udara pasta vega, the procreative urge, the urge of the stomach. Hmm? He's talking about various uh, the pullings, if you will, of material nature on us. Hmm? And he says, uh, one who can resist the pull of all these Urges, hmm, the call of the wild, if you will, the the animality that we are. We're in a situation where we're like partially animal, partially spiritual. That's what we call human. Hmm? Yeah. It's partially animal and partially it has a has a window into the spiritual. Hmm? So. Uh, I, I sometimes say that it's, it's like being on probation or something. Right? You have a chance, you know, with a, to, to to do to do something voluntarily, some, to exercise free will. You, you might, if you might make the right, cho- if you make the right choices uh, and get good association, then your life becomes truly free. Otherwise, you can go back to jail hmm? if you abuse the, the opportunity. Human life brings freedom, and with it comes responsibility also. Hmm? So the verse says that one who can control all these urges, sarvam mm. prittimim prittimim apimam, sarvam prittimim prittimim The whole prittimi, prittimi means the world. Mm. He or she becomes the master of the world. It means the masters of the world are the senses and the mind and all these urges. You can put as many crowns on or give yourself as many titles or other people can elect you to whatever position in office. But the real kings, the monarchs, of the world are these these urges who can conquer them it doesn't require any money it doesn't require any votes hmm? it's not a popularity race in fact it's unpopular huh? um, as virtuous as it is to move against the stream if you will and the pull the call of the wild and these urges the one who can do so he or she becomes the whole world becomes uh, her disciple is what it says. Hmm? Hmm. So my point is that the jiva is a serving entity. So you ask, where does the desire to serve come from? Hmm? Well, it's inborn in a sense. It's our it's our very nature. Our source is the paramatma, hmm? and the implication of that. Uh, what is it? Sa evam. Hmm. Uh, at any rate, uh, the implication of also, well, that, that 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 our source is the Paramatma, is that we have an affinity for the Paramatma. So there's a there's a there's a kind of affinity for our source, which is which is divine. Hmm? It's vague. It's general. Hmm? And um, when we are not turned turned towards the divine, then it will play itself out in relation to material nature, and we'll serve. Hmm? Um, so. So there is some kind of, if you will, serving tendency in the jiva that's not bhakti. Hmm? Hmm? Uh, when you serve your senses, that's not bhakti. And but let's say you don't serve your senses; you serve humanity. You forego your senses, and uh, and and you and you and you engage in some humanitarian, altruistic activity, and so forth. Hmm? Well, this is a, this is not an overt or kind of a gross form of serving the material circumstances and the call that material nature um, um, uh, the, the drive that material nature kind of uh, uh, forces on us. But still, it's if we look at it very carefully, hmm, as much as we are identified with the body-mind, the, the mental sense of self... That's based on attachments to things and so forth. However good it looks, we're we're actually uh, serving the material nature, and there's some self, self and self-centeredness in that. Hmm? It's not you can't really give hmm, unless you're free from the pull of material nature. Hmm? As much as it's pulling on us, this is the bodily conception of life. We can't really give. So all of our giving and serving, it it, it, it is, it is uh, subtly or grossly some form of, of of self-serving and, and, and slavery, if you will, to material nature. <coughs> so that anyway makes us fertile ground at the same time for bhakti. So we have a potential that if bhakti should come in, that serving propensity, combined with the opportunity that bhakti is, which which is the the perfect object. Of love is brought into focus by Bhakti, hmm? um, and and the, the the ingress of of the extraordinary, if you will, uh, loving sentiments for for Bhagawan, it starts to seep in. That, in connection with our nature, if you will, then makes for a good opportunity for. Um, us to not only transcend the material nature and the call of the wild, but to enter into intimacy with Bhagavan. So there is some serving tendency inherent in the jiva, but there's no situation in the material world hmm, under the, the being tatasta, influenced by the material nature, where that serving tendency really constitutes service or love in the full sense of the term, because it's always obviously and necessarily tinged by taking as much as it's it's a it's really a arising a, a out of the call of material nature subtle or gross hmm? so to come out of the bodily conception of life hmm, this is part of bhakti hmm?
2: Hmm.
0: much as we do so in the context of bhakti as much as we have the opportunity to really serve in the full sense of the t- true sense of the term selflessly that is Hmm. Does that help? Yeah, it does help. So that's why we wouldn't engage our material propensities when we come to that ashram. We'll go we forego that. No, you have to work. You 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 have to work with what you have. See, that's for also bhakti is very powerful. So very generous. So rather than work against the mind, it's better work with the mind. Hmm. There's a way to do that. So if you have a material propensity. Hmm? Which we all do, but we then we can in, engage it under good guidance if we can be engaged through that propensity in serving Krishna. That's easier for us. Hmm? You have a propensity already materially. Now, what will happen in due course is that the propensity for the material, whatever that, that preoccupation, the taste for that that'll that'll disappear, and the taste for bhakti will will replace it, and then, well, then you. Can do anything, right? Then you can be one of the on the kamikaze uh, squad for Krishna, like the gopis. They're ready to do anything hmm, for Krishna. Now we're ready to do well. Maybe if it's according to my propensity, and uh, I might take advantage of the opportunity that Bhakti presents itself. These are clouded ideas, but you know we have to begin somewhere. Hmm? So, and it's a good beginning, hmm? and this is very much um, the insightful. Um, Emphasis of Bhakti, Siddhanta, Sarsitaka, and Bhakti, if you know it. I mean, I, you could come to the ashram, I could say, okay, so just sit go now, there's a, a lot of trees here, pick one, live under it, January Krishna. There you go. How are you going to do that? So, if I look and see what is the nature of your conditioning, and this is what Brahma does in Brahma Samhita. He has the propensity to create. Hmm? They ask Krishna that I may create in such a way that I not be, not, might not be implicated in the very creation. But somehow that even in the current context of doing it, I could unravel it for myself. Hmm? This is a form of bhakti we call sometimes Gonavritti bhakti. There's Mukha bhakti and mean, Gonavritti. Mukha means direct. Hearing, chanting, meditating on Krishna, hmm? serving the deity, for example, Surapsitta bhakti. Hmm? And then there's Gonavritti bhakti means like indirectly. Hmm? Like like um what is it like uh Sangha Siddha Bhakti or rope Siddha Bhakti? You can growing flowers is not bhakti. But you could grow flowers and offer them to Krishna, so it could become bhakti. Hmm? So let's say you're a gardener. This is what you what you do, so then you could grow flowers and offer to Krishna. And and, and and then you'll become interested in hearing and chanting and well, going well go bhakti also so no problem with that hmm? no. and a good teacher will let, analyze and see your your propensities and naturally work with them, why work against them right? hmm? does that help? anything else along those lines? those points are not entirely clear okay so, you had a question too?
1: Yeah, I have a question about the Holy Name. Hmm. And I don't know if I'm misquoting Shah Prabhupada or not, but I understand that he said something to the fact that uh, even if you give up all the principles and everything, never give up the chanting of the Holy Name. Um, and, of course, he talked a lot about the Holy Name this morning and the, the offenses and everything, but how important is the Holy Name in the life of a Son
0: well, I think uh, that uh, it would be safe to say that, um, that, that, the, that the, the, the manifestation of Krishna, that is the guru, hmm, is probably the most important manifestation of Krishna that comes into our life. And that person hmm, teaches us that the most important um way in which Krishna comes into our life <laughs> is the holy name. <laughs> so he will teach the holy name and we will think Gudurd has given us the holy name, so he is he is so um, valuable in our in our lives and and there's much uh, truth to that. But um uh indeed uh uh, so maybe second most important is, uh, is the holy name because Krishna says those who say they are my devotees in Krishna's name are not my devotees those who say they are the devotee of my devotee they are my devotee hmm? and to use the logic also of Sridhar first the giver and then the gift so the gift is the holy name hmm? and the giver is the guru and the guru tells us to chant the holy name and you're citing Prabhupada um my guru, and and yes, he did make emphasis like that, and for, and for good reason. You say there are other principles to be followed, but even if they're not followed, one should not give up chanting. Some people think, first, you should follow all these principles, you should become pure, and then you can chant. Hmm? That's very backwards thinking. <laughs> no, first you should chant, and, and uh, then purification will come and so forth and you can adopt a lifestyle that would be conducive to the chanting and so on and so forth so so yeah i mean how can we get hard to overemphasize the importance of of the name it said goloka prema Harinam, sankirtan the wealth of Prem, love of 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 krishna comes uh it's kind of like exported to this world from Golok. so there, all the service is constitutes the name receding to the background, and the the, the 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 named is in the foreground. Here, the name is in the foreground, and the named is in the background. And there, the name goes to the background, and the and the named comes to the foreground. And so, the, and they're both the same, the name and the named. But of course, as we explained moment, this morning, the name is more generous than the named i don't think i finished telling that story of the two constables in our talk which i've told many times but worth saying again when he said one policeman said to the other it's a problem in our religion that god is a thief because christian's mischievous and in his lilies stealing butter from the neighbors and so on and so forth and the other policeman said no i think it's a good thing that our god is a thief And, and so His partner replied, why? We're trying to teach people to be honest. Our God is a thief. It's pretty difficult. He said, the reason is because a thief does not care for high walls and locked doors, and that's what we have erected around our hearts. He goes in anyway. Hmm? And so he's rather aggressive, (laughs) the holy name, but that's that's good for us. He sets up shop in the heart, a small shop, just a little grass hut there. Hmm? He's really... Making no profit for you, I make no profit. Hmm? He's a vaisha, you know. He's a, he's a mm-hmm. cohort person, and they, they do this kind of trade and so forth. Mm-hmm. Krishna, I said, I set up a shop. I'm selling just for faith. That's all, for a little faith. I'm giving out this holy name. Meanwhile, you there are all these mega corporations that are set up shop in our heart with big lights and everything, and all the selling their marketing there their wares, buy me, uh, have me, get me, so on and so forth. Um, this little tiny shop there, he makes, he, so this just finds a little spot there. And, but he's, he's giving out for free and he's very, seems very content, so it's a little attractive. So we exercise a little faith in that and then gradually one by one all those mega corporations are put out of business. So. Yeah. He takes over the heart. Give him a little room. Give him an inch, and he'll take a mile. Prabhupada used to say, if you take one step towards Krishna, he will take ten steps towards you. Hmm? So in the form of his name, we, we, we find that. We're taking no steps towards him. He's taking steps towards you. So name is very generous. This is the, the deity, really, hmm? in one sense, of Kali Yuga. Nama Rupa. Kali Yuga Namru Krishna Bhattar. In Kali Yuga, Krishna comes in the form of his name. And this is taught by all the Vaishnava Sampradayas. We teach on top of that. He's also coming in a disguised form as a devotee of himself, and in no other form is he giving the name so readily. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So it's, uh, yeah, it's very um, uh, most important. Uh, It is the main... Uh, sadhana or spiritual practice given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sankirtan. Hmm? And um, that includes the japa. We find many places in Chaitanya Charitamrita where uh, Haridas is described doing japa of Sankirtan. It means he's chanting the japa out loud. Hmm? When you chant the japa on the beads of Hare Krishna mantra out loud, it becomes an ungo or a limb of kirtan. Hmm? So, he is said to have done that. One, one lakh, hundred thousand names out loud, a hundred thousand whispering, and a hundred thousand silently in the mind. Three hundred thousand names he would chant today. It takes about 22 hours. And then, take a little rest, get up and start again. Hmm. So, he is a namaacharya. acharya hmm. So, he, the acharya means who teaches by example. who named him the person who um, sets by example the standard of chanting that uh, I've come to teach about. So, how many hours do you chant a day? Yeah, oh, you got about 19 more to go. 19 more hours. So, so it's very important in that sense. Uh, so, uh, it's uh, to to fill our lives. This is kirtaniya sadagari right? Mahaprabhu said we always chanting. So, again, yeah, I teach the devotees that however distracted you may become by force of circumstances, however hypocritical you may feel, don't give up the chanting of the holy name. And Mahabrabhu himself teaches this. He says, Nam nam ma karibahudani desarba shaktis, <laughs> ni smana ne nakala, eta adrishta bhakripa bhagavan mamapi, dudayva Disha nanuraga he says, oh, the names of Krishna, they are so um, wonderful. Nam Namakari. First of all, there are many names of Krishna. Hmm? Nam Namakari, it is Sarva Shaktis. Then he also qualifies. He says, but I'm interested in the, in particular names of Krishna that are, what would be the term? Primary names. Hmm? What is their characteristic? Sarva Shakti. You just a shakti. Secondary names, primary names. Let me give you an example. The secondary name of God is the creator. Right? The enlightened one. Hmm? Supreme the, the supreme controller. Hmm? Um, these are secondary names of God. Hmm? After all, what are they speaking about? They're only speaking about God in relation to the world, of our sensual and mental experience. That's hardly the whole picture. Hmm? In the spiritual math of the sacred text, is called ekapad vibhuti, one quarter of infinity, <laughs> of the infinite. And <laughs> in the three quarters, that is the paraviyam, the world, the land of lila, and, and pure consciousness, and what, all the possibilities that lie there. Hmm? You know the story of Bhakti Siddhanta, who is, uh, he published a magazine, this was like a hundred years ago, uh, a magazine called Nadia Prakash, The Light of Nadia. Nadia is the town where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared and taught the chanting and so forth. Nadia Prakash was a daily magazine, and his, his, his monastic students would go to the train station and go, Nadia Prakash, Nadia Prakash, Not just like someone would say, get the Times, get the Tribune and so forth and uh so one wealthy man asked how is it that you can print a magazine a newspaper about god every day isn't it a little much every day about god i mean how much can you say about god and so bhakti said no no it's not he said um he said uh this world is ek this is like only the the shadow hmm? Of the, of the of the world of light. And in this world the one quarter, if you will, I mean it's just a way of talking about it, you can't divide it up like that, but one quarter in every major city there are one or two magazines about the news of this world. Hmm. There's so much more news to be said about that from that world. He said the problem is you should ask why we're present, selling, printing only one only magazine once daily He said, we could produce one every minute, but the problem is, no customers. People aren't that interested. Hmm? So, the names that refer to the function or the position of the Godhead in relation to this world, these are secondary names. And they're not Sarva-Shakti, filled with all of his potencies, Hmm? filled with his Swarup shakti for example, that makes for Leela. And the the divine play of the absolute, all of Krishna's leelas. As I said sometimes, a number of times, Krishna is omniscient. So, if you know everything, there's a problem with that. What is the problem if you're omniscient? Life is boring. You can't do anything. If you know everything, what will you do? You know what's going to happen at every minute. So, you're frozen. So, to remedy the situation... hmm? Krishna is the godhead. He's omniscient. What do you do? He plays. He plays as if he doesn't know. And he plays very hard. So, he doesn't know. He gets lost in the love of his devotees. Hmm? Hmm. This is Leela. Hmm? Play. Hmm? And there's more knowing in that than there is in omniscience. Hmm? Because knowing has a purpose. that We want to know in order to be happy.
2: Hmm?
0: Knowing is not in itself enough. Action, we're active by nature. Our act, if our actions are informed perfectly, then we can act perfectly, the result of which we will be, we will be perfectly, ha- perfectly happy. So in that world, if you will, in that realm, then uh, his Leela is Wonderful and unlimited, and, and there are names that describe him in relation, like Nandan, Radhanas, hmm? um, and so forth. So, uh, Krishna, Hari, means also in the fullest sense of the terms. Hmm? Hari means who steals away. In the Golok, in Krishna's Leela, this is a very favorite name of the inhabitants because he has stolen away their heart. That's how they refer to him primary name in that sense. So these primary names, he says, they're full of Shakti, full of power, Hmm. spiritual power. They have the power not only to illumine the darkness of this world and dissipate the influence of illusion, but they have the power to captivate Krishna. Hmm? That's what Krishna means. Krishna means God captivated by Bhakti. Hmm? He's become a friend. He's become like, like a child, like a lover, in the hands of his devotee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those names that describe that, they have, huge, they have extraordinary power. They have the power, as I say, to dissipate, dispel the influence of maya, and the power to overwhelm Krishna, which means to, to give you a, a, a place in his leela. So Mahaprabhu said there are many names, they're full of power, like this. Nijasahiva Shakti's Tatrarpita. Niamhita Smarna. So, with one hand, they're very powerful. Hmm? And the other hand, they're very generous. They're very high in their reach, what they describe, and they're very generous in in terms of giving themselves and sharing themselves because they come all the way down into this world where we don't even acknowledge the, the Supreme Controller. We deny him. Krishna Krishnanam comes anyway, even. Hmm. And, and, and it charms us. So, he says, mm-hmm. Nam-namakari bahudani dasar tatrarpita niyamitas niyama niyamitas smara And remembering these names, chanting these names, he says, requires no rules. There are no rules for chanting. If you want to meditate, there are certain rules. Hmm? You have to to do it right. You have to sit in the right way. If you read, it, for example, the sixth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, it's called Dhyan Yoga. It's all about meditation. You can't sit too high. You can't sit too low. Hmm? If you sit too high, you might fall off and hurt yourself. If you sit too low, it's in the jungle, a snake might bite you. Hmm? Yeah. And you have to sit on a, this step of in this direction, and 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 you have to be celibate, and all these things I mentioned. In Gita and in in Yoga Sutra also, so there are many rules. For 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 Krishna Nam, then no rules. Hmm? So hold on. So this is means he's very high, and comes very low, very generous. You would think such a high name would require so many necessities, so much qualification, but he seeks no qualification. He goes everywhere, steals into the heart. You don't want him there. He goes anyway. Hmm? That is Krishna Nam. So very, very, very generous. So Nam Namakari Bahuda Nidusar Bhashakti Staptararpita Niyami Tasmarane Nakala. Any time, any place can be chanted. Etad Ishita Bhagavan Mamapi. But he says, despite the fact that Krishna's names are so high and so make themselves so accessible and that realm that they correspond with, so accessible. He says, my position is so unfortunate because I have no attraction for them. Why I have no attraction for them? Nananuraga. anurag. Hmm? na anurag I have no anurag. Anurag does, I think he left, right? He's here. So. Anurag bhajan, this is our ideal, anurag bhajan. Hmm? In Anurag bhajan, Krishna will appear like you like the, like you seeing him for the first time. Every minute you see him. This hmm? hmm? anuraga bhajan. Hmm? This kind of attraction we want. Mahaprabhu said, Nananuraga, anuraga. I have no rag. I have no attachment, no attraction for Krishna." And the implication is why? He's speaking. In in teaching us, by by example, of course, he says, I have other uh, values, false values, arising from my material conditioning in my heart. We call them anarthas. Artha means something of value. Anartha. It's a false value. Hmm? It's a sandcastle only. Hmm? Even if you get it, it will fall apart. And, And most of the time you won't get it either, so... Chasing our tail, so to speak. So, false values, they won't help you. And they have no purchasing power for transcendence. Like I said, you know, we were earlier, I mean, there's no money required for this to chant Hare Krishna. Mm-hmm. There's no material prerequisite mm-hmm. in order to become uh, perfect in this path. So, the name is very generous, but Mahaprabhu says still a still my position then. All these things considered, and I'm so unfortunate. But that humility that he feels, that remorse that he expresses, that—and you may express it. I, Guru Maharaj is very kind. Harinam Nam is very kind. And when I really look at it, I have some attraction. But really, I'm quite distracted. I have a lot of other things that are on my mind. And but but so I feel, gee, a little embarrassed sometimes. Like uh, uh, the name is so generous. Dispensation through the guru is so so generous. This is our business to embarrass. The guru is supposed to embarrass people into into like giving up their the, the craziness and the, the distractions and so forth. By example, so the the name is, does this, and then and then he said. So then, when we have that kind of remorse that he's expressing there, despite our distraction, the point is that the name stays with us. Mm. So you want to keep the name with you at all times, no matter how distracted you are. Hmm? Hmm. That's your lifeline. Because if he stays with you, and he will, despite your distraction, if you have a little remorse for that, and you and you can remember this prayer of Mahaprabhu, should meditate on, learn this 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 prayer of Mahaprabhu, and regularly repeat that and think, just see my condition. And Mahaprabhu was saying, like this is this is my position. Whoa, sorry, where are you going to put that? There's one my right there. Oh that was empty.. okay.
1: So my second question would be along the point of uh, along the point of uh, not having attraction, like somebody's starting to chant and uh, somehow or other, yeah the name is uh, gives everything. It's very generous. The name is uh, our lifeline, as you were saying. And yet, at the same time, well, I have to chant now. I don't have much attraction. I have so many things to do. It's a very practical question. I was just thinking about how important it might be uh, to actually get to know the tattva, of the holy name, in you know, in full, if that is even possible to, to achieve, to to understand at least theoretically everything that the holy name is and does, to operate as an impetus to actually say, yeah, I have lots of things to do, but no, the name comes first. And I'm of to course, to course, yeah, yeah. What...? Uh, put my life around the name, that is the first thing I do, and then everything else will follow, mm-hmm. by delving into the Tatva of the Holy Name.
0: Mm-hmm. Would, would you like to say something about the Tatva of the Holy Name? Well, please, you do. <laughs> no, no, I'm asking you. Say something. Say something about the touch of the holy name.
1: Well, the touch of the holy name is to know what the holy name is, and does, and what it represents, and uh, all the benefits that one can derive from the holy name. And there are so many books about it. And we can hear, we can read, we can exchange views on the holy name with so many people. But to have that really presence, to where it, the desire to change is never, is never friends is always increasing and increasing <coughs>
0: that, that's what I would say. All of the t- thank you all the tattva of the holy name is found in Shikshastakam actually hmm? so it this is his teaching about Sankirtan so that should be studied but, but there are of course many nice um, statements glorifications of the name explaining the tattva the truth tattva means like the ontological mm, Truth of the name, the main one of which we we mentioned this morning, the name is non different from Krishna. that's a very esoteric idea. The name is non different from the named. Hmm? You should think that we should sit and chant and think, Okay, here's my chance, and I'm going to go somewhere now. Hmm? Not that I've got to go somewhere now, but I've got to chant, but I'm going to chant and go somewhere, hmm? but I couldn't go otherwise, it would be and it would be much more wonderful. of a a, a journey. Hmm? It has that possibility. You should think, name has this possibility, what it can do. Hmm? I could experiment, we should experiment with that. Hmm? The prophet said in the beginning, I gave out the holy name as an experiment to see what would happen to people. Hmm? And as they responded, he formed his movement around that. Hmm? As the the response came, then he said, then you should do this, and you should do that, and so on and so. It's very living. Hmm? So you You've got something very powerful in your in your life. So you should sit, pay attention, and think. It's such things. Like I said, the glories of the name are not imaginary. So, all these things are possible. They may not happen all at once or to everyone at the same <clears> time, but all that possibility is there. Any wonderful thing that you've ever heard happened from chanting, it can happen to you. So, you should sit. You think, wow, this is the most exciting point in my life now. I'll sit to chant, hmm. and the more that you are able to pay attention, the more those you'll, you'll, uh, you'll. If you don't pay attention, well, you know, you're not going to get as much benefit. Of course, then the question is, how do I pay attention? Well, that's why you hear the title of the name. Then you think it's important. It's important. It's important. Hmm. Why do we pay attention to anything? Because we think it's important, hmm. and we've been we've been brainwashed to some extent to think certain things are more important than they are. Mm-hmm. programmed and we've, we've we've got some scars that we've developed in such a way that we that uh, that our booty isn't really functioning our intelligence really isn't functioning but the the, the sung scars, the tendencies that uh, we've um, um, given into they're just unautomatic and mm-hmm. sort all that out but anyway, yeah, so to hear about the uh, the virtues, the glory, the power of the name, and so forth. And as we've been discussing today, that's very, very helpful. What else? Yes.
1: Um, you said today that um, Krishna mantra is an important uh, case. Um, could you elaborate on that a little bit more, please?
0: <laughs> yeah. Who's asking? I can't see. Namaste. Well, um, yes, um, the. Hari Nam, Hare Krishna mantra is in the vocative case, so it means like, O oh, Krishna, O oh, Hari. Hmm? To you, for you. And the dative case means that, unto you, unto you. Hmm? One thing is, oh, Krishna, O oh, Krishna. That can be chanted then in the lowest position and in the highest position.
2: Hmm?
0: You don't expect the people on the street, they hear Krishna's name, they go, Oh, I give myself to you, Krishna. I give myself to you, Krishna. They go, Oh, Krishna, Krishna. Huh? Or people say, Hare Krishna. Hmm? They don't have the... They're not. It's another thing for them to say, Can you please say... You can say, Why don't you say Hare Krishna? Okay, Hare Krishna. You can say, Can you say, Please let me give myself entirely to Krishna. <laughs> and I go, I'm not so sure I want to say that. And who is Krishna anyway? And and so forth. So, therefore, the dative case, to speak the name in the dative case, requires some some clarity, some knowing what is the tattva of Krishna, Nam, and Krishna, Krishna tattva. Hmm? And why one should give oneself to Krishna, and so forth. Uh, um... And so, as I was explaining this morning, it requires some some qualification, and, and and at the same time, that in the vocative case, anyone can chant in the Paravyom, in and in leela and so forth. Then, where there is where where giving has already been done, so to speak, this has is, is been in place a long time ago. That's the stage that, on which the drama of Krishna Lila is being performed. Hmm? So. They're not saying in Goloka, Krishna, I give myself to you, Krishna, I give myself to you to grow or establish, I should say, the stage of Sharanagati. That's what the dative case is about, cultivating the faith and and corresponding Sharanagati, which in stage of Ruchi, that, that, that theatrical stage of Sharanagati will be erected. And when you have that stage erected in the heart, that I'm surrendered, I've given myself to Krishna. Then you can say that, 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 that uh, the, the, the Krishna Leela, the drama of Krishna Leela will be coming, what did they say, coming to a, <laughs> hmm? To a theater near you. Hmm. Soon. Soon coming to a theater near you, nearby. Yes, of course, that's the theater of your own heart where you want that to, but on, to all the and the, that leela of Krishna that is inside the name, the form of Krishna is inside the name, the qualities of Krishna inside the name. So as we progress in our chanting, then the form of Krishna, the qualities of Krishna, the leela of Krishna will all manifest. Hmm? The qualities will manifest, in this, in, in the, the form will manifest to the senses, and you'll see the deity not as a statue. Hmm? and the qualities of krishna will manifest in the mind hmm. Hmm. and the leelas of krishna will manifest in the heart hmm. so um, in the in the diksha mantras the name like krishna Govinda, krishnaya this is the dative case Govindaya, gopijana balabhaya hmm. swaha hmm. Saha, this is this is uh a uh, bhanu hmm? Oh, the daughter of the sun. Have you read my commentary in Gopal Tapani? Namrasa? No, I haven't. Yes, yeah, so all explained there. Hmm? Daughter of the Sun, Swaha, it means in the full sense that, that Radha is fully, that all that Radha embodies the fullness of of giving and so forth. Hmm? Let me give myself like that to Krishna, to Govinda, to Gopujana. These are different names of Krishna, of course, but they're all Govindaya, Krishnaya. These are all in the dative case. Hmm? So that, while it requires some qualification, if you will, to chant, not everybody will want to do that, but anybody could say, "Oh, Hare Krishna." As I said, at the same time, it will retire at a certain point. The stage is in place. Hmm? The drama is being performed. The players. The stage is erected in the stage in in this, the, the theatrical stage, if you will, of Krishna. leader is erected in the progressive stage of Ruchi. When this when the when the practice, the chanting, which is like medicine, starts to taste like food. Hmm? It's no longer medicine. It's food hmm? and nourishing me. And then the actors, Mm -hmm. if you have a theatrical stage and then you have a a theater performance, you need the actors. So who are the actors? Mm -hmm. The actors are the ashraya lambana and the vishraya lambana. Mm -hmm. Means the object of love and the love. The love is embodied in the devotee and Krishna is the embodiment of the object of love. Mm -hmm. So in the stage of asakti, when, when your bhakti comes from having a taste for bhakti, and, and 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 you're and you're not thinking I should do bhakti, but you're it's just that like you don't think I should eat. You know, what you do sometimes we eat so much, we have so much food available. Maybe I'll eat, maybe I won't eat. But if you're hungry, point is, then you don't think should I eat? You just eat and whatever and and and, and whatever is available. Hmm. Uh, so as ruchi develops. There's a stage in Ruchi you think, ah, maybe I'll eat, maybe not. Hmm? It's good, I like it, but another stage, second stage in Ruchi, when it, r- hunger becomes more intense than a- any form of the name that's being chanted, I'm attracted to. Hmm? Even if it's played off key, and, you know, even if you don't like whatever, you know, <laughs> different ways that people accompany it with music. Hold on. So when it, when we go from attachment to bhakti a taste for example for for bhakti in the form of chanting taste for the name then comes attachment to the name and the name then appears in the form of the named hmm, in the heart this is one of the players in the drama and who's the other player that's you Hmm? and so what happens in asakti is the name the object of bhakti, comes to the fore. Hmm? That's Krishna. And and as much as he comes into the picture, it is as much as your love that corresponds with that form comes into the picture. They correspond. As we've explained many times, the love of Krishna and Krishna, hmm? H- whatever kind of love of Krishna you have, that's the way Krishna will appear before you. If it's in sakiras, you will appear in a certain way. In dasiras, Maduras in a certain way. Hmm? If it's with Aishvarya, you appear in, in Dwarka with four arms, for example. Hmm? So, both of these things: first, the stage in Sharanag, then the the players, hmm? Ishayalam and Ashrayala. These are two components of rasa, the object of love and the love. And you become the vessel of that love. love. A certain sentiment will, will develop. If we cannot say that you become attached to the object of love the in without mentioning, I suppose, that w- what what that means, the implications of that means that means your swarup. Hmm? If you become attached to the object of love, that attachment forms an identity. So your swarup then awakens, starts to awaken and, and can be cultivated hands on in the stage of Asakti. This is a teaching of Bhakti Thakur. This is all in Sadhana Bhakti, but this is the last stage of Sadhana Bhakti. So ruchi and Asakti, these are high high stages of of sadhana bhakti. This is shuddha bhakti. Hmm. It's all shuddha bhakti, but the bhakti is shuddha. <laughs> that's another thing. We're practicing shuddha bhakti. Pure bhakti means we only want pure bhakti. But we may not be pure. But when we come to Ruchi, then we hear, we're also pure. <laughs> uh, in asakti, uh, then beyond pure, that's kind of neutral, right? Then there's attachment to Krishna. So as I'm attached here in this material world, and that causes me to have an identity, if I like, apples and i'm attached to bmws or, and and uh, i like to surf or uh, you know or whatever i do and i'm attached to that's me hmm? my attachments my sense of my forms a sense of i and nothing is really mine so that i is very illusory hmm? can't can't keep it can't keep anything and you can't keep the identity that comes from such attachments but this is different krishna is enduring attachment to him Will form an identity, a personality, hmm? on the ground of your being, your Tatastha Shakti, in relation to Him. hmm? And that is who you are. That is all that you can be, something like that. Then you enter into Bhava Bhakti, Bhakti in ecstasy. hmm? So, so this way, the the name turns into the named. hmm? Right? Hmm? And so, in sadhana bhakti then the efficacy of the na of the of the diksha mantra in the dative case this is really served. Hmm? Do you understand? It, it, it's, it's, sadhana bhakti is characterized by uh, I wanna say by 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 surrender, by a cultivation of faith. By contrast, bhava bhakti, which means bhakti in ecstasy as opposed to bhakti in practice, is characterized by longing. Hmm? Mm. Jiva Goswami speaks about, for example, in his commentary on Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, where the anga of bhakti, the limb of bhakti, called vandanam. Vandanam means to offer prayers. Hmm? So he makes this division. He says, in sadana bhakti, the prayers will be of this nature, hmm? for supplication, surrender, and uh, full of dainya. So forth, uh, humility, and, and in bhava bhakti they'll be characterized by bhava, by longing. Lolo samayi go rango bolite hmm? hob hmm. go uh, rango bolite habe, pulaka hari hari bolite nane babeni. This kind of longing. This is not a He's thinking. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in the Gambira, the stone room, six by eight, something with no windows. They locked him in, to to protect him from his his own ecstasy, Hmm? but he melted, and went out underneath the door, Hmm? and they found him on the shores, of the of the of the ocean, in ecstasy, falling in the ocean, caught in a fisherman's net, and the fisherman said, "I caught a fish. I don't know what it's like." And Sruup says, "Where is that fish? Where is that fish?" He could see that man had bhava. Mm. He said, "He know. He, he know. He, he he found Chaitanya Mahaprabhu somewhere." Mm. Then they went and found him and and woke him from his trance and ecstasy through the chanting. Mm. So Naratam is thinking, in that Gambira in the antilila, the end of Mahaprabhu's lila, he's perfecting himself. Mm. He's entering into the ecstasy of of of, of, of 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 Radha in serving Krishna. And and he, he, he prays. When will that happen to me? When will all those transformations of ecstasy manifest in me from chanting? As Mahaprabhu says himself. Mm, what is it? Nayanam hmm? yeah. When will now he says, when will I chant? and tears will flow from my eyes, and my hairs will stand on end. Now we should cry and think, why that doesn't happen to me? We should cry like that. Hmm. No, I'm not getting any... He's crying like that. Hmm. Then real ecstatic tears will come. Hmm. We think, oh, what is the Tatva of Nam? And I'm not taking advantage of that. Goodness, what is my misfortune? Again, we're back to that. So, the date of case, these... if yeah, efficacy is reached at a certain point, the stage of uh, I, of supplication that I'm praying for, I want to supplicate myself, give up everything, surrender to Krishna, hmm? that is in place. Then we enter into the world of emotions. Hmm? Now there's another stage in place, the enjoying stage, and I'm the actor, I'm the lead role here, or so I think. and. Nobody's showing up. (laughs) It's a bankrupt, uh, it's an industry. A lot of money spent, a lot of time, but nobody's really that interested in viewing the show. Still, we're watching it. You know, it's like you put yourself on YouTube and you're watching it, you know. (laughs) How many viewers is how many times I viewed it, you know? (laughs) Click, click, click. Like, like, Gee, it's a great show, you know. So (laughs) this is a sham. So we want the movie the of the, the eternal leela of the person who's really the hero and the heroine hmm? Radha and Krishna Yugal Kishore these hmm? two hmm? uh, and so we need a different stage hmm? and in that stage then we have to hammer that together and then then when he stands on the stage and says come up on the stage hmm? right then Very shy with some shyness, we'll go on the stage and enter in. Hmm? So this is what we mean when we say that the names that are in the mantra that we give uh, are in the dative case. Hmm? Now, when they reach their efficacy, nam in the vocative case still has a role to play. Hmm? Therefore, it's said. What does it said in Chaitanya Charitamrita? Krishna Mantra. Mm-hmm. Krishna Nam. Mm-hmm. Krishnacharam. I forget. All the birds. <laughs> uh so by Krishna mantra one gets mochan one gets free from Samsar. This is Bhav Bhakti. Hmm? In our tradition, entering into Bhav means liberation Hmm? and of course then there's something to do after that this is not a static liberation right when the ghani becomes liberated the body's dead dead and that's it over when the devotee becomes liberated especially in in rag bhakti then still there's much to do hmm? in this world so in madh-bhakti then Mm. then uh, Krishna Nam is still effective. Therefore, uh, in evocative case, the mantra the, 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 the in Kirtan, um, uh, Krishna, because while Krishna Mantra affects Sankaracharya, Krishna Nam affects Krishna Charan. Krishna Charan means to attain the feet of Krishna. So by Krishna Nam, I will attain the feet of Krishna. Therefore, for example, you know Brihad Ritam? Sanatana Goswami's book is the first book of our Sampradaya, of our lineage. Hmm? He wrote the journey of Gopukumar. Gopukumar becoming Sarupa, hmm? right? attaining his personality in the Leela of Krishna. Hmm?
2: His
0: name was Sarupa. And so, you may have read the book. He's traveling by mantra. He chants his mantra and he goes to another realm, Hmm? and he explores all the theistic possibilities hmm? given in the Bhagavatam. They're called Lokas, all all those spiritual possibilities, and how Krishna is looked at there in the form of Vishnu or Narayan and so forth in different places. He goes to Vaikuntha, and he he, he enters into into the uh, Dvaraka, and then he comes back here, and what does he do? How does he get to the, from the penultimate state hmm, to the finish? Does he chant his mantra to go there? No. Hmm. Everywhere he went, you follow, everywhere he went by his mantra. Right? Hmm. Yeah. A form of Gopal mantra. Yeah. Ten syllable. We chant eighteen syllable mantra, but he went everywhere. But he went. He entered into the perfection not by his mantra. Hmm? You have to study the book carefully. How did he go? By Krishna-nam, nam-kirtan, and smaranam. And, and kirtana-prabhave, Smarana sobhave by the power of kirtan. So he chanted, Sanatana says, his favorite names of Krishna. So these are names, they said there's different names of Krishna, filled with the potency of Krishna, that describe him in Leela, this uh Kumar was in Sakyarasa. Hmm? He saw saw Krishna as a priyanarmasaka, a particular kind of friend who's privy to his romantic affairs and assists him in those affairs. He in, 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 in this was his prospect in life. Hmm? So he chanted names of Krishna relative to that, those are his favourite names, the names that describe in, uh, Krishna in light of that type of um, transcendental love. Mm-hmm. rasanam and and on the p- power of that chanting his favorite names you have to have favorite names <laughs> to chant them he uh, co- actually uh, you know developed that feeling then he chanted those names and did smaranam this is rag smaranam internally on the form that corresponds with that and then he attained perfection he didn't chant his mantra to go the final distance is the idea Hmm. So, point is, again, mantra has its efficacy. When it's reached, it can be um, retired. Hmm. Still, it you know, is, as I say, Siddha's setting example may chant that, nonetheless, but um, this is the teaching. Does that help? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, important topic, yes. Thank you very much. Um, can you explain uh, the major differences amongst the Nitya Siddhas? in gaur or in Madhuriya and Pajra? The major differences? I I I can well, they don't exhibit that much difference because they're in Gaur-lila and they're all in Dasya-bhakti in relation to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the deity in gaur Regardless of the devotees relationship with Krishna in the Brajlila, hmm? they're all now in Gorlila. So in Gorlila, this is Sadaka Siddhabhumi, the land where Siddhas, perfect devotees, are playing like Sadakas. Hmm? And the play is that that Krishna Chaitanya is their friend and, and master, hmm? the Guru. Hmm? and he's teaching the chanting and with them they go to the house of Srivas and chant and cross the river go to the house of Suplambhar and other friends do kirtan and so forth throughout the day they and go to to, to, to the uh, 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 along the bank of the ganges and bay then they come back and go through the town do nagar kirtan we sing this every morning they go through the town of sank they go to every house hmm? Where I darshan at every house, doing Nams and kirtan, and all those gradars there, Maduras Madhuras, is is there, in Sakiras. they're all doing kirtan. They're all relating to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in dasya bhakti. Hmm? So we serve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in dasya bhakti, and then, in the context of that, an identity and serving disposition in relation to Krishna, and Krishna Lila will manifest uh, at the same time. So there's not much difference. Hmm? They all sometimes so their their identity in Krishna Lila may may show up to some extent, and perhaps you can say to that extent is how then they are identified for who they are by persons like Kavi Karnapur and so forth. Hmm? He gathered information from different devotees, Hmm? things that had been said, and so forth, and then he made a, a declaration. And this one. Gadadhar is Radha, Nittanalapu is Ram Balaram and so on and so forth. But it's not that they um, acted like gopis and like coward boys in Krishna Leela. That has no that's a different Leela, you understand? So we will worship Bhagavan according to the Leela that he's in. Otherwise you run into Gornagarbhav. Hmm? So you think those who love Krishna in in Madurasa, they should have Madhirasa with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. No, no. He's not he's not in the mood of being the object of love for Madhurasa. He's in the mood of being the the ashrai, the, the in the pursuer of romantic love for Krishna as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You understand? So they're not going to be much difference. They're all showing the Dasiras hmm, for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sometimes Nitadana does some crazy thing that you know, but he's very extreme. So Mm-hmm. And some of the Dwarasugopals are you know, a little playful and so forth, but, but it's not like Godotard is acting like a lady or something like that. <laughs> it's not like that. Yes? Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you elaborate uh,
1: on the topic that mm-hmm. Mr. Amaras explained about the position of Sri Guru that in the relative world, Sri Guru is absolute, and in the absolute world, Sri Guru is relative? <coughs>
0: Well, I never heard him say it exactly like that, but he he explained there's a relative and absolute side to the guru. Hmm? And I'll comment on that. Okay. Relative side means, um, uh, let's say uh, we have three gurus. Hmm? All right. They all teach the same... Teaching of bhakti, hmm? Krishna bhakti, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught. Hmm? At the same time, they're all different. Hmm? One likes mangoes. One likes bananas. One does not like bananas or mangoes. Hmm? So that's relative. You understand? Hmm? That's relative. And um, and then. The absolute side, they're all teaching the same thing. This is a simple way of explaining that. Hmm. Um, So we want to sort that out at some point. Hmm. We may think everything about our guru is absolute. Tamal Krishna my godbrother, he told me that I used to think that the spiritual way of saying yes was to go, yes, 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 and move your head this way back and forth. Whereas in in the material world, we go, yes, like this. Because Prabhupada would say yes, yes, and he would move his head back and forth like this. And he said, But then when I went to India, I saw everybody does that there. So I realized, oh, that's not exactly <laughs> so so um and also the relative side of the guru will include the fact that the guru will teach things according to time and circumstance. He will teach the same teaching according to time and circumstance. And that means at certain times circum- certain certain circumstances he will Invoke certain details and put certain details in place in order to deliver the principle. Hmm? That's relative because in a different time in a different circumstance, you'll need different details Hmm? in order to deliver the principle. Hmm? What works in one situation, for example, in a particular cultural context of explaining and, and giving certain instructions and so forth, do it like this, don't do it like that, um, you know. Let's say, for example, we, we, we teach that you should, you you, you let's say you, you chant with your right hand, okay, let's say. Mm-hmm. Chant with your right hand. Use your left hand for other things, something like that. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you're left-handed, we could reverse it. But let's say you go to a planet, I mean, to say theoretically, and there's only, you know, there's three-handed people. Then what do you do? You know, <laughs> so that was a crude example. But uh, um, let's say you're on a straight planet, and then there's a homosexual planet. You know, and they tell you you, know, you got to teach the details a little bit differently. Hmm? But why? You want to deliver the principle, hmm? so you do it in a thoughtful and a dynamic way, and so forth. And those details, the, the teacher is at deliberate because he knows because she knows the principle. Then. Can they withdraw, invoke certain details, or dispense with them. Hmm? The problem is the students get attached to the details, hmm? and think this is the principle. I used to—I t- like to tell a story of the. Um, there was a guru. He was teaching Bhagavad Gita. You know the story, and, and in the morning a cat came, and the cat came, and was starting to meow, meow, meow. So he couldn't, he couldn't give the Gita class course. So he said, tie the cat up to a tree and give her some milk. So he tied the cat, give some milk, and the cat drank the milk. Next morning, cat came again. So he said, right, tie the cat up and give some milk. The cat kept coming every morning. So every morning before the Gita class, when the cat came, they'd tie the cat up and give her some milk. Hmm? So that's going on for some time. And then the guru passed away, and his successor came. And, and every day before the Gita, the cat would come. After some time, the cat died. Hmm? The cat didn't show up one morning. So the Guru said to give the classes. where's the cat? We can't have a Bhagavad Gita without tying up a cat and giving her milk. Mm-hmm. So they went and had to get another cat. And then so, you yeah. know, so something like that. So so then we, we, we'll we get attached to details and so forth. And just like, for example, Bhakti talk with the Guru of my Guru, told his disciples to chant 64 rounds, 100,000 names. When Prophet came to America, he said, okay, I want all my disciples to chant 64 rounds." They said, we can't do that. That takes eight hours a day. We can't do that. He said, okay, let's try 32. They said, we can't do that either. He said, how about 16? Hmm. He said, well, I think we can do that. He said, okay, let's stick at that, 16. So so it's a detail, right? How many? Hmm? The principle in something like that is don't take a vow that you can't keep. Hmm? Something like that. That's the principle. Prophet says that himself and his in his book, Nectar of Devotion, so find a vow that you can keep. So these things are details, they can be adjusted, therefore they're relative. Hmm? They come from the Guru. Hmm? There we, and that's why we have a Guru Parampara. You look at what Prabhupada did and what Bhakti Bhaktisiddhanta did, some people think, well, they're different. They're different in detail, but not in principle. What do we see happen? People became enthused to chant and take the Krishna Bhakti, so this is what you want. Hmm? So however you can arrange to make that happen, then. That's the, the, that's the uh, wisdom, insight, of the teacher. So this is another instance in which there's a, there's a relative and there's an absolute. There are details and there are principles. Hmm? You follow? Hmm. Yes.
1: Maharaj, you were mentioning um, like you just made the distinction between primary and secondary names. And in terms of like primary names, there's so many names for Krishna you're just saying, like, I mean, each, like eponyms, you know, each name kind of calls on a certain characteristic or aspect or <clears throat> moment from Malila, and, um, you know, depending on the practitioner's relationship, the what they're trying to build, maybe they have a favorite name um, or something, why are we, why are we traditional, why are we, why are we traditional, why is traditional, most
0: primary of the primary names for mahaprabhu chose that he told his disciples to chant the Mahamantra. mantra it comes from him but it also has um, it's um, it's um, there's a there's a ev- there's a uh, uh, evidence support for that in revelation so mahaprabhu chose from revelation the Upanishads, the names of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, Mahā-mantra, Namnam, Kalikal Mahashanashanam, Sabede Shudushide, all uh, Kalit Santarana says of all in Kali Yuga, hmm, all the scriptures say that chanting these sixteen names sixteen means name, it's three names, but it's sixteen Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. That's it. Hari Ram, Hari Ram, Ram Ram, Hari Hari. Hmm? All the influence of Kali Yuga will be dissipated by chanting these names. So Mahaprabhu has given us a Nam mantra hmm, that has its roots in revelation. The Guru is supposed to teach what is in revelation and explain it. So he has chosen those names. And then the etymological um, the etymology of the Krishna name that has been explained by the Goswamis in a number of different places, hmm? in a, in as, so as to say that in an overarching way, hmm, this name is um, is most uh, is is prominent, powerful, and it, it it speaks to the as it's kind of like the most complete nomenclature. Of the absolute, something like that. So you have to study the etymological arguments uh, for that. Um, but um, yes, it's it's at the same time it's it's somewhat uh, uh, general. We look at hari, hari, you can look at Hari as Hari. It's the vocative for Hari, or it uh, is uh, thought to imply Radha, Hara, and Ram. So there's some different ways to think about that from a from an aesthetic point of view, from a, 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 a sentiment point of view, from a rasic point of view also. But we chant because Mahaprabhu was given, Mahaprabhu was given because it's in the Upanishads. Hmm? You do that, and you, what will happen by chanting the Maha Mantra in this way, then you will develop a certain sentiment. Then then you will start to call Krishna a certain name, just like you call your friend names. You know? Hey, pal, you know, you give him a name. Hmm? That name will be according to his certain qualities he has that are very attractive to you. The form that you perceive this is in high stages of of, of bhakti. Hmm? So it's just something like that. Also, just like you, you 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 give a nickname to a friend, something like Oh Kanu, Kanu. Where is your friend Ram? Kanu Ram. Hmm? Uh, this is a, Kanai. This is a, what is the meaning of that? It means it's a name that's very. There's not much explanation. (laughs) Kanai,
2: hmm?
0: one of the favorite names for calling Krishna. So, um, like Kanubai comes from that. It's like, it's it's hard, it's a nickname. It's a nickname for Krishna. So, like you read Briyad Bhagavatamrita, then Gopakumar had for favorite names. Hmm? The names that he chanted, they are there, are given, you study them, you see, oh, hmm? He's a Priyanarmasakha. Hmm? These are his favorite names. So, and Mahabhu said, Nam Namakari Bahuda, Buddha." He has many names. Hmm? He has many forms. Hmm? As many as there are devotees. Yeah? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, so many names. So those who come, favorite names, you know, that idea comes in time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she had many
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You rascal. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> she has many to answer. Huh? Yeah, of course. Mm. Yes. Last night you emphasized the need for Gloria Vaishnavas to write about their experience in certain others. Hmm. You know, to
2: me, Sadhana Bhakti is like that. Thing, assumption
0: practically with your class or the change or Yeah. It's more of like a component way thing. At what point in your practice, you know, do you instead of you know, taking stuff in, you can take somebody and separate stuff out? Well, you know, as you feel the if you feel inspired to do that. Hmm? And then you get some some guidance on that and and uh, you know it may not be for everybody. I was just saying that there's a dearth of such literature hm that 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 in the presence of which it it very much um, it's um it will foster the dissemination of the teachings because when people do talk about it and write about it and uh, uh, this is what most people are interested in in like personal stories of how it affected you. They don't even care what the philosophy is sometimes. But if it worked, okay, I don't care what the philosophy works. I'll take it. Something like that. So those personal testimonies and how it helped me and this and that. This is, these are very compelling. That's why so many people get involved in Buddhism. They, they don't have any idea what the Buddhist you know teaching is, but they heard somebody said something. It really helped me do this, and so they, they, and then they go for it. So I'm just saying that comparatively, and, and that's a popular popular thing, Buddhism. So. The popularity, and this is, as Kalki uh, was asking, like, this, what kind of books? This is one kind of book that's, that, um, and you all have some experience, so, but, you know, as, as, as you, uh, I think that it's, it's hard to, with regard to writing any kind of book, um, you know, I've found, I've suggested people write articles about this, that doesn't work very well. Hmm? Okay, Uh, they worry about what they feel inspired, Hmm? so you create an environment, you feel inspired and then there's probably a book there, Hmm? right, and that has to be like leaned out. So, how's the cooking? Are you sure? You sure it's done? Even the big potatoes. One more question.
1: Following off of that question, I mean... The Leela is infinite.
0: Hold on. I did say, are you sure? (laughs) You're sure? Okay. Okay. I'm sorry.
1: Going off of that question, you said this morning, there's so much more to be said. Mm -hmm. I mean, is there any uncharted territory where there's
0: not a book there to relate to one's experience? Well, everybody has unique experiences, uh, how the name affects their lives. And I mean, um, I guess you're talking about um, with regard to internal development and so forth. And uh, it doesn't really matter. um, Like you say, for example, Brihata Bhagavatamrata Here's a book of somebody attaining sakurasha. I mean, I think we could read... more books like that and not find them you know well that ground's already been covered i don't think i need to read about somebody else who attained it and going to tell his story about it every story would be quite um compelling what do you think Hmm? if anybody just like okay well okay is anybody here that didn't join krishna consciousness okay no so do we have to talk about that? Well, everybody's story will be interesting and unique, and everybody, everybody's got a story. How it happened to them, hmm? and uh, and everybody likes to hear everybody else's story. So <laughs> it's the same story, but it's it's, <laughs> it's it's unique at the same time. It's different. Jai Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai, Hari prabhu ki jai, God Mahaprasad ki jai.